Welcome to Problem Solve, the podcast where me and a special co-host solve all your problems really easily, probably. Hello and welcome to Problem Solved. I'm Jeff Gunther, licensed professional counselor. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. One of the main themes that is going to come through in this episode is feeling vulnerable and then getting defensive about it. We can all relate. And if you're like, I can't relate, well, that's you being defensive. A defense mechanism is coming up and getting, making it so that you can't remember all the times you're feeling vulnerable. Vulnerable as in feeling like emotionally raw, feeling exposed, feeling scared, feeling uh, emotionally unsafe. Those are like really vulnerable places to be. Or even just like feeling in love in a relationship, giving yourself over to a relationship. That feels vulnerable. There's so many things that feel vulnerable. And oftentimes, if you think back to your childhood and think about the first times that you felt really vulnerable and what happened, hopefully you can think back to times when you were vulnerable and your caretakers were there for you and you felt comforted and you felt supported and you learned how to be with your emotions in a really healthy way. That sounds great. That didn't happen to me, and that also didn't happen to most of us. And even if you did grow up in a really healthy, emotionally sophisticated or intelligent family, your caretakers, your parents, your big, you know, older siblings, they probably weren't able to be with the, be there for you all the time. And so when you felt scared, lonely, upset, angry, vulnerable, you figured out a way to cope with it, right? So I think back to that time, and I remember when I felt really vulnerable, I would close in on myself and try to distract myself. I distracted myself by listening to music. That's why I have amazing 90s um, alternative music impeccable taste. <laughs> uh, that's, why, that's why I'm really good at every single Mario and Sonic game. Try to beat me at Mario Kart. You can't because I would... Avoid my feelings by playing hours and hours and hours of Mario Kart. I've been playing Mario Kart for uh, 30 years, over 30 years, actually, I think. So I'm amazing and you will never destroy me because that is how I protected myself emotionally. Uh, when I was really little, I would just go to my room and build with my Lego sets. And it was very adorable and super sweet. And oh my God, do I wish that I had a parent who came into my room and was like, Jeffrey, because I was Jeffrey back then. Around 14 or 15, I turned into just Jeff. That's another story for a different episode. But nobody came to me. And, and, I, I, and, and even if they did, I'm sure they did sometimes, um, it never really felt like I was super supported. There wasn't an environment that felt safe enough for me emotionally to open up. So whenever I felt vulnerable, my defense mechanism that I created and worked for me was like, I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to avoid it. It was also reinforced by toxic masculinity. It was reinforced by the 80s and 90s and what, what you know, the messages that I received about what it was to be a man, to be not connected to your feelings and vulnerability because that equals weakness, right? And all my friends and peers would reinforce that. It's very upsetting. But the thing is, is that whenever I felt 
vulnerable or unsafe or scared, my defensiveness of tuning out and distracting myself from those overwhelming emotions worked. It worked. And we can look back on that time. I can look back on that time. And I can actually be really thankful and appreciative for that defense mechanism. If I didn't have that defense mechanism of avoidance, oh my God, how would I have gotten through childhood, right? It served me. It did a really good job of getting me through very tough situations. And that's something I want you to do. Think back to your vulnerabilities, think back to the defense mechanisms that you created and then reinforced throughout childhood and thank it. Thank it and understand how it helped you and ask yourself if it served you. It most likely did. And now as an adult, ask yourself, is it still serving you? Is it doing what you need in order to feel close and safe in relationships? If I ask myself if my defense mechanism of avoidance is still serving me, the answer is no, it is not serving me. It's making it so that I can't be as close with my best friends. It's making it so that I can't feel as connected with my romantic partners. It's making it so that, you know, in my 20s, my relationships, my romantic relationships weren't lasting as long as I wanted them to because the women that I were dating were just like, what is going on with you, bud? I'm trying to connect with you. How come I can't, right? So now I think back to my childhood and when I felt vulnerable and the defense mechanisms that I created that one time served me and no longer do. And I need to Look back and thank that that defense mechanism and say, like, you can rest now. You're no longer needed. Uh, you did great. Good job. Way to go. I don't need you to disappear forever. I'm just going to sort of, like, put you on the shelf, right? And I am going to deliberately pull you off that shelf when I decide to. Instead of it being the thing that, like, over that like takes over and makes me avoid everything, I'm going to be the one that, like, makes a choice of whether or not I want to use that defense mechanism and if it's actually serving me. Because sometimes it will. Sometimes I need to get out of a situation. Sometimes I need to tune out of a situation and I'm going to go ahead and pull that defense mechanism off the shelf. And hopefully I have, you know, about a dozen defense mechanisms that I can choose from some that might be healthy and some that might be not so healthy, but at least I have choice, right? When you can make the decision to choose a defense mechanism that serves you, that is liberation. But what we're aiming for a lot of time, which you're going to uh, learn more about as you listen to this episode is that sometimes the best thing to do is to just be vulnerable. Be vulnerable with your best friend or with your romantic partner and let them know how you're feeling. Let like clearly communicate what your emotional experience is so that they can connect with you and they can be with you in that vulnerability. They can experience what it feels like with you. Uh, you can vent to them. You can problem solve with them. You can feel seen. A lot of times, like the most healing thing in a relationship is just having, getting an empathetic response from somebody that you love or somebody that you care about, somebody that loves and cares about you, right? So this episode is going to be diving into vulnerabilities and defensiveness. You're going to hear me and my co-host try to figure out how to get these callers to feel safe enough to be vulnerable with each other. I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
I can't wait for you to listen to the entire episode. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I also think it's incredibly entertaining and very funny, if I do say so myself. So, here we go. This is a podcast where we explore the intricate world of relationships and navigate the complexity of mental health together. I am Jeff Gunther, a licensed therapist, but in this space, I'm your host, not your personal therapist or the therapist, for our guests. This show offers a platform for open conversations about relationship and mental health challenges, providing insights and perspectives for educational and entertainment purposes only. It's crucial to remember that our discussions do not replace professional therapy or constitute a therapist-client relationship between myself, our callers, or you, our listeners. If you're dealing with personal struggles or seeking support, I urge you to consult with a qualified professional who can provide the personalized care you deserve. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Today, I have my very best co-host therapist friend, Julie Jeske. <laughs> Julie, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for this podcast, Jeff. I'm excited that you're my first co-host guest. Mm-hmm. Can you tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. So I'm Julie Jeske. I'm a therapist that specializes in intimacy and relationships in Portland. I have a website, juliejeske.com. That's where you'll find my classes and the international retreats that I lead, and it will link you to all my social spaces as well highly recommend following Julie Jeske on Instagram. Also, if you're like a therapy Jeff head or a, a Jeffy, which we are calling you. A Jeffy. It, a Jeffy. Wow. Then okay. you are very familiar then with Julie Jeske. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows yeah. who Julie is because me and Julie and our friend Gina yeah. did a oh. Swoon podcast for yes. how many episodes? Four years. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. <laughs> I know. That is yeah. still online. It's still online. Yep. Yeah, because we still refer people to it and people still write us messages about how powerful some of the episodes have been for them. Exactly. So if you listen to this episode and you're like, I want more Jeff and Julie and I want to find out who Gina is, go listen to Swoon. Highly recommend. But today we are talking to two of my friends, Julia and Alexis. Mm -hmm. They're calling in with their problem. We're going to talk to them. We're going to give them some advice. They're going to go away for a week and do the advice and then come back and tell us how amazing we were Mm -hmm. at giving them advice. Right. And today... We're talking about what they're coming in with is they're going to be talking about vulnerability. Both of them are like lovely, big personalities. Vivacious. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can follow them at Heartland on their on, on social media. They also have a podcast of their own. We'll, I'll link that in the show notes. And, and, they, and they're talking about just like trying to be more comfortable being vulnerable, which I feel like is a really common topic for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They also get into kind of the patterns we have around what stops us from being vulnerable, like the things that happen in our body that keep us from moving forward and communicating in a different way. So I think this is super accessible for a lot of, and applicable for a lot of different people. Yeah, I do too. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Also, they're just like a really good duo (laughs) and they're really fun to talk to. And I think that you're going to have a great time listening. So here we go. Hello, Julianne Alexis. How are you doing? We're doing good. How are you? Uh, we're doing really good. It's me and Julie, my co-host, and we are here. You're you're on the official first episode of Problem Solved. We're we so excited. Wait. We're so honored. I know. So thank you. Congratulations. Can you tell uh, the listeners just a little bit about who you are and where they can find you? Absolutely. So we're best friends, best friends since first grade turned content creators. So we document our crazy lives. We live together. We do everything together. We're we very different yin yeah. and yang kind of situation. 
And uh, we have a podcast as well called Excuse My Friend, where we talk about relationships, and Jeff knows how much of a mess we are. So we're excited <laughs> yeah. for this advice and what we need to do. We need a lot of help. So Jeff, when you asked us to do this, we we're like, heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, this is this is gonna like cure you. You're not gonna have any problems after this. So your whole it. brand is gonna be destroyed, basically. Destroyed. We are no longer gonna have anything. We're uh-huh. gonna be boring to be healthy. Healthy, so. boring. Yeah, healthy. That's what we're shooting for. Just secure and boring. So uh, we're gonna talk about your your problems, and we're gonna give you some advice. You're gonna go do it and tell us how it works out. And Julia, we're going to start with you. So tell us what your problem is. <laughs> My problem. Okay. I feel like one problem out of many that I have is I can be very passive aggressive and that kind of bleeds into my relationships with, you know, guys, friendships, family members. And I, when I get mad, I get really mad and I just hold everything in. I will do the silent treatment. I don't like confrontation. And it literally sometimes eats me away inside. And even to the point where I'll have that talk with the person and we'll resolve it and they'll apologize, but I'll still feel anger and resentment. So it's just like, I think that's my main issue that kind of bleeds into my relationships is the passive aggressive that I really want to fix. So, (laughs) okay. How long has this been happening for you? It's been happening for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Even since I was a kid, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm really stubborn. I can be spiteful and I just, I, I can be really sweet, but I feel like sometimes a switch flips and when I get that passive aggressive, I could be kind of mean and kind of just like, yeah, kind of nasty, like a silent killer kind of thing. I'm not one to like scream and fi- like put up a fight, but it's more of like a mm, get you and sting you kind okay. of thing. So, and has, does this even happen in your friendships? Like with Alexa? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to deal with the passive Yeah, Well, we live together. You know, we're very different. So that, that comes out for sure. And yeah, it stems. It's hard. Cause I'm more of like the fighter. I'm like, I want to fight this out. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. And she's like, you're too intense. And then I'm over here like, why are you passive aggressive? So it bleeds into everything. It bleeds into yeah, my, my friendships, um, family, love life. Yeah. I'm not often luckily, but it's like when I get mad, I get mad and it gets, and it, it, I don't know. It just kind of, it's like, often it boils up. You know, and then I just get like angry and I don't want to live like that. You know, it's not good to have resentment and to like hold it in, but it's just, it's just like my go-to, you know? So. And what's the fear around being more direct? Like when you imagine having a direct conversation about it, like what comes up for you? Hmm. Um, my fear, um, I guess I just don't really like conflict. I feel kind of uncomfortable with it. And my Mm -hmm. fear sometimes is like, I don't know. I think I just like need a second to like step back and like think about how I feel. But I feel like that's like to my detriment because then I get more angry. But I guess my, f- you, I don't know. Like I don't think I really, that's, the I don't problem. think there's like a fear. I think it's more of like, I get mad and I feel like that person should like come to me and be the one to apologize. And I mean, I'm just keeping it real here. You know, I think I just tend to be like, no, but they you, need to come to but me. But your so. fear is like not getting your way. No, it's not. I, to be honest, there's no fear. I just feel like I'm right and they need to come to me <laughs> and like know that I'm mad. So to be honest, I don't really fear. Maybe the fear is just like that uncomfortable conflict, but it's just, I don't know if I'm making sense, but maybe that would be my fear if you're asking if there's like a fear there. Well, no. I mean, it seems like it's pretty clear. You want to avoid uncomfortable conversations. And it seems like conflict, uh, I would imagine maybe like hasn't gone well for you in the past. 
has there been any situations where you've been in conflict and it actually like has resolved okay? Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's been times, but more often than not, my passive aggressive nature takes over and it doesn't. And then it like boils up and then that person's angry. I'm angry and it's just toxic. Um, so mm. I think maybe that's why, cause more often than not, I haven't had any good, healthy conflict cause either me or the other person fights in their way that rubs me the wrong way or I rub them in the wrong way. So mm-hmm. And Alexis, how do you mm-hmm. handle it when Julia gets <laughs> passive aggressive towards you? Can we cuss on here? Yeah, you can. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it with a passion. Her, like her and I have, we've had to like do our own work because I don't do well with passive aggressive. I feel like it's very like almost abusive. I like don't love it, and I feel like whenever we apologize and we hash it out and we say sorry i'm very like okay we said our sorry like let's move on let's like live life where she's still in that same mode i don't move on yeah i'm like still mad and like and then that gets that puts me over the edge that just like i lose my i just have like a hard time like to let go of things like even even if we say our sorries like there's times when i'm able to but then sometimes i just really no there's times when i'm able to but then there's times when i really can't and i just still boil on it you're very you're also very like tit for tat like i think it kind of like goes like hand in hand in a way with you like she hurt me so i'm gonna hurt her back no 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 no. (laughs) this is my this is my time now she's now we're we're coming out and talking about all the things we don't like about each other (laughs) no no okay hold on hold on one second Julie Jeske, uh-huh. I, I think there might be like an opportunity here to almost treat this as a couple's session in a Ooh. way Okay, where, where like when we, we can like <laughs> give Julia some homework and mm-hmm. to, to kind of like communicate, to practice. To practice in this relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. that'd be really helpful because I feel like since we live together, we work together, we're best friends that has been an issue. So we welcome homework to make, you know, our relationship better. So and I fight perfectly. People already think we're dating anyway. So we might as well. Just... <laughs> so I fight perfectly. You fight perfect. Okay. Well, you're next on the chopping block. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> so I am curious about, so, so there's the passive piece, right? And often when I talk with people who feel passive or dis or discomfort around conflict, there's like, um, they don't like, they don't like being in trouble. They don't like someone mad at them, but you also have this really strong, um, you're right piece there too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a part of you that mm-hmm. is mad at them and wants them to come back and apologize to you. And so I'm wondering, can you think of times where you've been in conflict where you know you're wrong or do you always know you're right when you're in conflict with people, especially in this relationship? Too? Um, there's times when I know that I'm probably wrong, but I just mm-hmm. want them to, yeah. You don't to like to be wrong. wrong or you don't like people to think you're wrong. I have, I can be prideful, which is not a great okay. tra- trait okay. to have. So yeah. Yeah. It's really going well between us. And yeah, it's really, really healthy. But I have my, I'm not a total crazy person. I know when I'm wrong too, and I'll own up to it. But the times when I get into that passive aggressive mode, even if I know I'm being cray cray, I just, I get set in my ways, if that makes sense. Like once I Mm -hmm. get into that, I can't get out of it. You get stuck. Like I can, I do. Yeah. yeah, When you talk about it, I can feel it. Oh, and it's hard to talk about. Feel it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you aware of it when it's happening, when you're like actually being passive aggressive and you're, and you're just wanting to be right or you're wanting them to come to you? Like, is there mindfulness there? I, yeah, I know it's happening, but I physically like can't get out of it. Like, I know that it's bad. I know that it's happening, but I just, something in me has a hard time getting out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think that might be one of the things that you could try at first mm-hmm. is when you're feeling activated or overwhelmed or passive aggressive or whatever it is, I want you to try to like break the cycle of, of playing out that script and asking for help. Just like letting Alexis know, like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling really triggered. I don't know what to do. I want to tear your head off. I want to be passive aggressive, whatever it is, so that Alexis knows that, like, you're struggling in the moment. Do you think mm-hmm. you can do that? Yeah, I think I think I could do that. Um, I could do that if I know that I feel safe, too, because I've, like, been, mm-hmm. in, been with boyfriends in the past where I was triggered and I was afraid to be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Cause I've done this so many times, then it gets to the point of here she goes again and they won't even hear me. And then they get mad. So then I get into my shell and I'm afraid of that conflict. But if I know that I'm safe to be open about that and be like, Hey, I'm struggling. I feel like I'm defaulting into my passive aggressive. Can we talk about this? I feel like I could easily do that. Cause when I like, I don't like conflict, but when it's there, I love like having those deep talks. I like working it out. I like being real and getting to the bottom Mm. of it. Yeah. And do you know what the like underlying feeling is? Like you want to be passive passive aggressive. You want to pull away. You want to run away maybe. But underneath it, are you feeling scared? Are you feeling worried? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling fear? Like what is it? Um, I literally am feeling anger. Okay. Like I'm not scared. I'm maybe some sadness, but it's literally like ang- I'm feeling, feeling angry. <laughs> so the anger just overwhelms you in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Okay. And and you're probably just getting hijacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some people when they're angry, they like raise their voice or they like get like, mm-hmm. when I'm angry, I just shut down. I'm like, yeah, it, it like all comes inside kind of thing. Do you feel anger outside of this? Like, do you recognize that there's like an undercurrent of anger happening in general? Or does it feel like unprocessed feeling or it's only when you get activated in these conflict situations? I think most of the times it's only when I get activated. Like I'm generally pr- pretty chill and easygoing okay. and happy. Um, you don't think you hold on to it? I excuse me. <laughs> you say that all excuse the time. Me. You say it all the time. I well, that's not the question. They're saying yeah, like they're, do you, yeah, do you feel as, anger like no. all like in your like I don't always just feel angry when no, it's happening. No, I know. What, even like, after. You, who's who's <laughs> moment is it? Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like wow. when whose moment is it? <laughs> Relax, Judy Bloom. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's. I don't know. Like I'm fine normally. Then that happens, and it all just like explodes internally, and then the remnants of it continues That's... even after the fact that I still mm-hmm. kind of have that anger until I'm ready to like let go of it. Sometimes, yeah. but then there's times when I, we do talk, and I am able to like be like okay. So it kind of depends like what the fight was or what it was and. And who the person is like, because it Mm -hmm. sounds like there might be some resentment building, right? And so when there's Mm -hmm. that undercurrent of resentment, it can get bigger and it can become harder to let go of, right? Mm -hmm. But I love, I love Jeff's idea of uh, it's really vulnerable 
to be able to, and because you have such a good friendship, because the two of you trust each other, you can kid, you know, tease each other and stuff, but you do have this beautiful connected friendship. This is a really safe place for you to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to try to do it differently. And it's scary. And I don't know if I'm going to do a very good job, but can we practice together? Because this is a pattern I really want to break. Yeah. Yes. And now let's talk a little bit to Alexis about how to receive that. Julie. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'm sure Mm -hmm. Alexis is just going to like knock it out of the park. You're going to do so good. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're great. (laughs) Uh, So when Julia is feeling overwhelmed or triggered or wants to be passive aggressive, she's going to go ahead and let you know about what she's feeling in the moment. She's going to do her very best not to attack you or provoke you or be passive aggressive towards you. Instead, she's going to be like, I'm feeling triggered or I'm overwhelmed or I'm feeling really angry. And you're going to respond to her in a very kind, uh, honest, empathetic, compassionate sort of way where you can continue to create that really secure attachment and feeling so that she can just kind of continue to talk about how she's really, uh, the, the emotions that she's feeling and, and what's coming up for her. So do you feel prepared to just sort of like hold that safe space for her, Alexis? Definitely prepared. I'm always, I feel like I am like that. I'm very like, whenever you want to come to me, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like okay. I also like, wh- whether it's Alexis or whatever person, I feel like, like I said, I want to feel safe too. And I can be really sensitive. So I don't want that person to be like, here she goes again. What now? Right. You know, then yeah. that's what, that's why I resort to that. I think I, I do. I do Cause yeah. I feel like that person's just going to get mad, but like when really maybe something might seem silly, to somebody, but it like upsets something in me. So I, I just like want to feel safe to do that with whoever, um, which Alexis is normally pretty good about. Is she, is she good? Is there anything else that you could tell her to say or do for you in those moments so that you don't feel even more upset? I mean, really just, I want to feel safe to be like, Hey, that comment or whatever upset me. And it might seem like something so silly. And I want her to just kind of be compassionate and know maybe she's super sensitive and this is so dumb, but I'm going to hear her out. Um, okay. and yeah. So you're, you're looking for validation. validation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all. That's all you're looking for is validation. Even if your like feelings are really big or really dumb, like you're calling them, they, they matter and you just want her to feel, to hear them and, mm-hmm. and validate them. And this is, you can practice this in this relationship and then you can do your best to find, you know, if you're in the dating world, find a guy who can actually do these things as well. Mm-hmm. But this is where you start. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I start here, it'll translate into my other relationships. Because this right now is my closest relationship. We live together. We're on top of each other constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think, and Alexis is good about that. You know, once we like break down our stubborn ways or whatever, and we like have those real talks, they are productive for the most part. Mm -hmm. Good, good. All right. So do what we said. (laughs) And then you're going to come back and you're going to tell us how it worked. And I'm sure it'll go great. Now we're going to talk to Alexis. Alexis, what's your problem? Oh, my problem. (laughs) My problem. Um, Let's think about this. I think my problem if I'm going to be really honest, it would probably be vulnerability. I do. I like it. I hate it. Um, I don't like it in any of my relationships. I think vulnerability, I hate to say this, but is weak. It's not, mm-hmm. I know it's not, but for me, like that 
for myself seems powerless, if that makes sense. Like if other people are vulnerable, vulnerable, I love it. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. I love seeing other people like that. But for myself, um, I see it as like a weakness, if that makes sense. I feel like you're being really vulnerable right now. I'm trying really interesting. hard. I'm sweating. She's I'm like shaking, shaking right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, this is, I, you know, I, I, I visited you. I was on your podcast. I've listened to you. I've seen your content. And right now I've never felt more connected to you. I think you're being like very honest, very sweet, very direct and vulnerable. And I think it's, it's really like, it's a very attractive thing about you. I want to just like encourage you to keep being this version of you, you so that I imagine that other people feel the same way. Julie, how do you feel about her vulnerability? Oh yeah. I think it's so sweet and it's, and I feel like it's a really brave thing, right? There's no, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not perceiving any weakness around it. Like it is so courageous. And I think it's something that millions of people connect with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's such a common thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about, you know, about this obstacle to vulnerability for you, whether it's like something you've tried and you've been burned on in the past, or if there's just this idea you have about if I'm vulnerable, then blank, like what happens if you're really vulnerable? I think all, right. I think since I like growing up, I just think in general, it's always been like when I've been super vulnerable, it just has never worked out for me. I think I got like so hurt and I was so sensitive with things that I like, I did the opposite. I think I like went and like did a flip switch where like, I try not to have anything bug me. And like, that's like with her, like I sometimes think I'm like, why is she upset over what? Over that? Like, that's where her and I get into it. You know what I mean? And again, it's like, I just don't, I try not to get as sensitive about things, but then there's a flip side where it's like, I'm also super sensitive, but I'll never show it or tell it to anyone. It's more just like my own. I I just deal with everything on my own. Uh, Julia, have you seen her like vulnerability? Has she opened up to you at times? Um, it's kind of rare. Um, I wish she would open up more because I think vulnerability is actually strength. When you refuse to be vulnerable, that to me is like weak because I think being vulnerable is beautiful. And um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's been moments and slivers, but I know that she keeps to herself. But afterwards, I hate it. I hate the feeling. Like if I cry in front of someone, I I live with that. Like oh my, like there's something about it that I absolutely hate. I hate the aftermath. Like it may feel good and during. But it's the after for me that I like constantly am thinking about like, oh my God, how did they perceive that? Like, you know, oh my God, now they're thinking this and this and this. I don't really know. I have a problem with the after. (laughs) Yeah. Julie, you were saying that there might be a vulnerability hangover. It's the vulnerability hangover, right? Which is such a common thing. Like we're putting our, it's, I think when we're really vulnerable, you know, you said a few minutes ago, Alexis, you're like shaking, you're sweating. Like we have a physiological response when we do things that scare us, when we do things that feel really intense and open, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then what happens after all of those chemicals are racing through your body, you're having the sweats and you're having the shakes, like something has to happen after that. And so we often kind of have this come down where our whole system slows down and then it's like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Right? It's like, oh no, the dread sinks in, the embarrassment, the like, what will they think of me? That horrible aftermath. And I think like the antidote to that is 
practice being vulnerable, which stinks to hear, I'm sure. But don't you think so, Jeff? Like that's the way to not feel that way anymore is to have more experience with the whole practice of vulnerability. Unfortunately, that's kind of the only way to do it. And I, and I hate to say that. And, (laughs) you know, and it's also, but also like, fuck the patriarchy. Like the patriarchy makes us think that it's not okay to be vulnerable or it's weak to be vulnerable or it's unattractive or something when it is fucking hot. You look sexy when you're being vulnerable and it's a way to like (laughs) really connect and have real authentic relationships. Right. So like there's so many good things, but it's the vulnerability hangover. You have these like physiological reactions when you're going through it because of these messages from patriarchy or capitalism or society or right. whatever. Um, so the way to address this is to deliberately try to be vulnerable and not in like overwhelming, scary ways that are going to make you like say, I'm never going to fucking do this again, but in like little ways where you sort of like yeah. bump up against it, mm-hmm. you practice a little bit of vulnerability and then you keep on like expanding that as you go on. Oh. Um do you do you feel like you'd want to practice that with Julia this week? Oh, sure. <laughs> I, no, I like love deep talks. I love getting deep. I hate the surface stuff. I love like just being real and being. I see, we're so opposite. I love being vulnerable. Like I'll cry around you. I will like. But I, I get, get for there. me, it's like when I think. I, it, here's the craziest part. Like in a you know romantic relationship and with her, she'll be like. I'll say, I'm like, I'm being vulnerable. And they always say to me, you're not like, where's the vulnerability? I'm like, I'm, I am like, it's so bizarre. Cause in my head, I'm being so vulnerable, but they don't ever feel that way. So that's like, so weird to me. Julia, do you know what she's talking about? Um, like there's moments when you're, and I'm, I'm like, I am being vulnerable, but I can tell when you're uncomfortable with it. Like, I don't know. I can, I'm just awkward. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're not awkward. <laughs> I don't, it's tough because sometimes we have, I'm not saying you, I'm saying in general, sometimes we have a facade or we have, no, you are saying me. No. Well, I... this is the problem though, is that like you, you do sometimes get really brave and courageous and be vulnerable. And then you get feedback from people sometimes that you're not actually doing it. So you're just like, well, then why the fuck am I going to do this? Same. Like, I'm like, well, then what the fuck? Me. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Maybe vulnerability yeah. doesn't look like somebody crying it and doesn't. being like super, but maybe, so maybe you are being, vulnerable. that's the thing maybe I'm used to like my vulnerability and I like my tone of voice changes. I cry. Mm-hmm. So maybe everyone's vulnerability looks different. I don't know. Yeah. It takes a second to like, but I can let, tell when you're yeah. uncomfortable, like talking really? about anything personal. Cause you get this, like how you are like, like this what? weird. I don't know. Like, so I don't know. I, I do know that you don't get vulnerable <laughs> often. So I, I can't honestly speak on that. Cause I think she tries to avoid it. So Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's a really good point, Julia, is that like everybody's vulnerability looks different. Mm. And so if Alexis isn't like crying and on the floor and (laughs) bearing her soul, that doesn't mean that she's like not being vulnerable. And we're just asking for Alexis to be like a little vulnerable Mm. here and there. So Mm. Julie, if you had to like give Alexis a little homework assignment for the next week, what do you think we can come up with for her? Do you have any ideas? 
Well, I almost think we can hook their homework assignments together because because you're both talking about different forms of vulnerability and intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's going to be very vulnerable for Julia to say, hey, I'm I'm feeling overwhelmed right now and I want to do my passive aggressive thing and I'm not going to do it anymore. That is a form of vulnerability as well. And then for you, Alexis, to be able to respond in a really soft way might be vulnerable too, you know, (gasps) or you may come forward with some vulnerability of like, hey, I want, I'm, I'm feeling this thing and I want to share it with you and it feels really vulnerable to me. And then Julia will have an opportunity to respond differently. Like if it's something that hooks into your Mm -hmm. passive aggressive pattern, like I think, what do you think, Jeff, that they can kind of like do this together? I think they can do it together. I think we also might need to like give them like they need to do it X amount of times over this next week mm. where they deliberately go to each other because yeah. I have a feeling that they might like avoid the homework, even uh-huh. though they say they like to do it because this yeah. is hard stuff, right? It's super hard. Yep. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. said I liked it. I, I, I am all about it. I like love it. But um, So, okay. So, okay. We'll, we'll do that and be open and <laughs> you sound, you are, I'm like, you sound okay, so convinced. Being deep and vulnerable. What, I, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I, I, I don't even know how I. I guess if we right. got into an argument. Here's the thing that makes that tough, though. And I'm going to be honest: is those moments kind of only come about if, like, she gets on my nerves or something makes me mad, uh-huh. or so, I get like, on her, or she. Gets so, if maybe in this next week something will, well, I'm sure it will trigger something. Um. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is that like there was probably some sort of buildup before there was a big fight, mm-hmm. and so. It's it's sort of about like being aware of the subtle things that are contributing to it that haven't like blown over quite yet. Mm-hmm. So I ideally I actually want you to like check in every single day for the next seven days where you're talking about don't roll your fucking eyes at me. <laughs> you're not being a good cop. Oh, he's client. bad cop. I get to be a good cop. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Every day you're checking in uh before you go to bed. Or I don't know, maybe in the morning. Is the is morning. morning or evening better? Or do you like have some drinks in the evening and it's morning? I don't like talking to anyone in the morning. I need no, my coffee. Okay. I need like an hour to come to. Yeah, I'm not talk, like, bare after, my soul in the morning. After you, we drink up and do the whole thing. Uh, see, I feel like at night we can get cozy. We can drink <sighs> tea. <laughs> We're so opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah, Middle of the day, midday. Well, how about this? How about this? We could like wrote, we could take turns. We could do like a okay. morning one day, the next day an evening, uh, the third day morning. Does that make sense? Cause we're so different. Yeah, sure. We have to find little compromise compromises right. like that. I feel like that could That's be right. a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Rotate back and forth morning, evening, morning, evening. And Alexis, I want you to talk about something in the day, even if it's really small, that made you feel emotional, that made you feel tender. You're rolling your goddamn eyes and it's okay. It's okay. You're like, you're receiving this information. Uh There's resistance, (laughs) which means this is good. There's something here to work on. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, is there something I can do to make her feel more comfortable to do that? Alexis, what do you think? Yeah. I have there... no idea. This is all too much. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't 
know. I have no idea. If you think, Julia, about how you were wanting Alexis to respond to you when you shared something, like when you were like, oh, I'm having my thing. And you're like, I just want her not to say it's stupid. I want her not to like judge me for it. I want her to open and be open and validate. That's what you can do with vulnerability. You know that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Like, oh, I know this is hard. And I just, I feel really connected to you when you're this honest with me. Just being, and here's the tricky thing, because she's probably going to roll her eyes and feel a little uncomfortable. You don't want to be like super corny about it, right? You don't want to be like, oh, your vulnerability, it's like moving mountains. Like you got to just, you know, but you want to be soft and open about it. Like thank, even just a thank you for sharing that with me. Or uh, how does it feel to share that with me? I mean, we'll we'll talk about it when we talk to you next about, <laughs> you know, and notice what you feel in your body, both of you, when you're doing this check-in, when you're talking about what's come up for you. Like, do you hate it? Do you feel like you're going to cry? Do you feel like you're going to throw up? Do you feel like a burden has been lifted off of you? Do you have angry thoughts towards me and Jeff? Like, what comes up for you yeah. when you're practicing these things? <laughs> that's no, I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. And Julia, you're going to think back on the day about like, were there times where you felt like you were just a little bit passive aggressive or where you were wanting to be passive aggressive or where you were big passive aggressive? You're going to scan throughout the day and try to like, while you're going through the day, uh, notice all the times maybe you're feeling those things, write them down, put them in your phone and then bring them to the daily check-in. I like that. I like journaling. So I can write, I can write those down so I can remember. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're both on the road to recovery when it comes to so sharing excited. your vulnerabilities. Yeah. <laughs> um, Julie, do you have anything else to add? Or no, they, I'm no, so excited to for go. both of you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're going to talk to you in a week. Yeah, we are actually. Thank <laughs> we're, you. we're excited to apply these. You guys are very like yin and yang yourselves. Like you guys mm. both bring like the different energies too. It's, it's good. I like who, it. Who was the better therapist? <laughs> I mean, you guys both, both made it easy to open up. And you made us feel comfortable. You made me. Jeff is just more like, why the fuck are you doing that with your own? <laughs> and then Julie's just like, okay, look, I noticed that you didn't say this, but I think you're thinking, okay, I noticed that about her, but I'm going to like kind of say it softer and different. And it's a different approach. But I it's think, good to yeah. have both. Cause I think sometimes people need the more direct, like here's yeah, what you're sure. doing. And then sometimes you need the soft. So it's like, Mama it's such energy. a good balance. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. oh, I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to let you go and we'll talk to you next week. Whoa, Julie, Ooh. that was a lot, right? <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. Lots of energy, lots of energy. The, the thing is, mm-hmm. it, I actually sort of like at the beginning there, I flashbacked. I was like, had a flashback to when I first became a therapist oh. and I was seeing couples where all of a sudden <laughs> I was just like, oh no, it's out of control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yes. is kind of like oh my a therapist's worst nightmare is just like losing the thread, losing control. Right. And then when, when that happens and I start to feel like a little bit of anxiety, I'm not mm-hmm. able to connect with my frontal lobe or my cortex right. of thinking logically and thinking of yeah. all the different ways I can respond, right? Because right? I'm just like, yep. I might be exposed as right. a bad therapist because I don't know what yeah. to say, right? Right. You get flooded yes. the way 
the way couples or people get flooded when they're in um, fight, flight, or freeze or fawn with their partners or their friends, right? right? Like that feeling of when you get so overwhelmed and, and people think it's like when we get really mad or when we get really sad, which that's when it happens, but it also happens from a state of overwhelm mm-hmm. and like, or from a state of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do right now. Or I, I don't know if I'm tracking everything mm-hmm. right now or like, or I don't know how to, like you said, like pull the thread and kind of like, mm-hmm. cause you were leading us. Right. And so like, if you don't know how to lead, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a dumpster yeah. fire. Uh, yeah. And so there is, yeah. so like one of the things that a skill that I have, and that I think like most therapists have is like, well, I can, I'm going to go ahead and be the grounding source. I'm going to go ahead. Like it felt like everybody was in a canoe and we're all like water was splashing and we're all grabbing <laughs> our canoes. And I was going, I was like, I'm going to steady my canoe and take yeah. charge. And hopefully everybody right. else's will start to mellow out as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened eventually. You did it. Yeah, I yeah. did it. I did yeah. it. Yeah. You did a good job, Mm -hmm. therapy job. (laughs) (laughs) But part of the reason I like wanted you here is so Mm -hmm. that you could talk sometimes so that I could like get my bearings over here and that I could like also rely on you to steady that canoe as well. And I thought Mm -hmm. you did a really good job. We're a really good team. Obviously everybody saw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But the issue that they talked about was also not what I thought they were going to talk about. So that, what did you think they were going to talk about? I thought they were going to talk about boys (laughs) because when I was on their podcast, that's all we talked about. Oh wow! They had, okay, they had like, this is different. Yeah, they had like literally twenty-five questions about oh dating and boys, and I was like, <gasps> "Let's fucking do this, ladies!" And <laughs> so when they threw this curveball and were actually really vulnerable about their vulnerability, oh I was like, "Oh, I have no idea where to go here." Wow! Um, yeah, so that was surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, I mean, there is this element of. Um, Improv, right? right? And this happens in therapy and this happens in relationships too. It's like, you know, often we have some idea of what's happening, especially if we have attunement, if, we've, if we're tracking with someone, if we've spent a lot of time with them, we, we kind of have some predictability mm-hmm. and also humans are wily creatures, right? We don't always know what they're going to do. And so being really present and allowing for kind of a surprise unfolding is scary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to be really um, connected and open during a conversation yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about making this podcast just sort of like send in your voicemail and then me and Julie oh, were banter sure. about it. And that would be yeah. so much easier, right? It would <laughs> for us. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But this kind of like, this feels more challenging and, and sort of like a more, in, a, in a fun way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I liked that. Um, we got really like, okay, this is what's going on. I'm going to be direct about the advice that I'm giving. I'm also going to, you know, we're going to encourage and validate all of your feelings. And you, it seems like they both clearly want to grow. They understand that like when Julia doesn't want to be vulnerable, she gets passive aggressive. When Alexis doesn't want to be vulnerable, she shuts the fuck down. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so there was that time where uh, Alexis was like all of a sudden like opening up and being really vulnerable. And I was just like, I want to be there and connected with her in this moment to show her like, this is the version of her that I really Mm -hmm. want and enjoy. And I'm hoping that that like sticks for her that she remembers it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those are powerful moments in our lives when they land with us. Yeah. Yeah. What looking back on, you know, like everything that was going on in that first talk, was there anything that you felt like you wanted to say, but didn't say, are you happy with like, 
uh, how you performed in that session? I think that I felt like, um, I think I felt all of my tools like swirling around in my brain. Mm -hmm. And I was like trying to pick which one to use Mm -hmm. because there was so much happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and and because things like, um, you know, I get passive aggressive or I don't want to apologize or, um, I have a hard time being vulnerable. All of those are, are specific in a way, but they're also super intangible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I am so grateful you were here to be like, here's how we're going to do the homework. <laughs> we're going to have a very tangible thing to do. And I don't know that I would have pulled that off the mm-hmm. way that you did because I was like, okay, how do we do that? And how do we approach that? And, and there's so many ways. I think this is important for people to know because therapists do, you know, even really good therapists can be good in a bunch of different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being so specific like you were, giving them something that they could tangibly do regularly and we can kind of track Mm -hmm. if it's working or it's not working is a beautiful way to create change and growth. Yeah. Yeah. So good job, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole time I was like, at least the first half of it, I was just like, I want structure. I want structure. This Ah, is kind of going off the rails. So I was like, I'm going to give them structure. And that's going to make me feel better and everyone else feel better, (laughs) I hope. Uh, And it's like a little, you know, like if if we give them structure, if we give like a client like a little bit of structure in session, then that gives them a little bit of guidance about how maybe they can like internalize that and do that for themselves moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see uh, how they respond. I don't know. It seems like they're... Uh, stoked and, and they seem really open. Yeah. And open yeah. to it. Uh, mm-hmm. there's the, the fear is that like you have that good sort of first session and then you just avoid, you don't even right. think about it after that. <laughs> like the high is so high and then yeah. it's like, Fuck, I'm like going back I was to vulnerable. I told uh-huh. them my problem. And then you're just like, yeah. And that's yep. the win. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's why I also like that. We have these follow-up you sessions. To circle back. Yes, totally. To circle back. Okay. I'll see you on the other side. It's up to them now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello. We're back. Uh, Julia and Alexis, it's been a week now. How are you doing? We're good. We're doing it. Happy to be here. We did all the work. Did you? Yeah. Could you, could you tell us about the the work that you did? Yeah. So we did our daily check-in and one thing we really are working on as well is compromise. And like we said before, she wanted mornings. I wanted nights. So we alternated. So at night we would kind of check in and see how the day went, whether it was good or bad. And then the mornings we kind of also checked in and tried to set ourselves up for success and just be really intentional with like our interactions, I guess. So mm-hmm. it, it went pretty well. Some days were better than others, <laughs> but we're here now. So. Okay. That's good. And do you feel like, so one of the things that you were trying to work on, Julia, was like feeling like uh, less triggered so that you weren't acting passive aggressively. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you ever feel the compulsion to be passive aggressive? Were you ever passive aggressive during this past week? Yeah, there was a lot of moments actually. And it's, it's interesting because since we spoke, I've been way more aware of it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. She's getting all weird right now. Um, (laughs) but I I definitely was more self-aware and I noticed myself getting there and even little moments throughout the week, I try to just communicate more. Cause like I knew I would just resort to that and just hold it in and be mad. But I tried to be like, Hey, can we do things this way? Or, Hey, I feel this way. 
Um, and last night specifically, we had something and I really felt myself getting there and I had to stop myself and I went in to her room and apologized. And I normally don't ever do that. I hate apologizing. <laughs> um, so wow. I feel like that was a big step. So I really try to apply. Yeah. It took everything in me <laughs> to do it. So that is such a big deal. I mean, Jeff, in your practice, how often do you find people apply the practices you give them right away or do the homework right away? Yeah. Rarely. I mean, yeah. So, so it's impressive that like we gave you homework, you did the homework and then you experienced some benefit and that you even pushed yourself, Julia, to step outside of your comfort zone and apologize uh, about something that you typically don't do. Did that feel like, were you feeling anxious during that? Were you feeling scared? What was going on? Um, I had a million thoughts racing through my head and I was like, it was like an internal fight of like, no, don't do it. Or yes, go apologize or no, I'm not going to apologize. It was like, but then I just like remembered what you guys said and I really do want to get better at this. And I feel like to grow, you have to do things that are uncomfortable. Otherwise you're always going to stay where you're at. So I was like, you know what? And I recognized that I was being a jerk. So I was like, you know what? Is this worth our friendship? Is it worth like wasting a night of not talking? And then, cause that's the thing when we get in these fights, we'll go days of not talking. And that's, those are days we'll never get back. So it's like, is it really worth it? So I was like, ah, oh, I was a jerk. If someone did that to me, I would hate that. So I went in and I didn't know what I was walking into. Cause sometimes, you know, she's mad. It's like, I didn't know what I was walking into. If like, she's going to be receptive or if she was going to be like, I need time. And I was just like, Hey, I'm sorry. That wasn't cool. Like I apologize. And then we, hashed it out. And, um, I feel like that was productive, way more productive than how it used to be when we would just go days of not talking. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you felt like it was received well and with open arms. I think so. Yeah. I think, cause I think I was, I think I was being vulnerable, you know, in doing that. And I think it was received well. And I think, yeah, it led to like other discussions. Obviously there's like a lot there, you know? So like Mm -hmm. it opened the door to those things and there's still things that we are trying to work through because we are very different and living together, liking things different ways. It's, I think, yeah, it's a growth and learning thing for both of us, but I think it was received well. Alexis, yeah. What what was that? What was that like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fine. Yeah, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all worked out. All was well. <laughs> Were you, did you know that she was like doing a thing where she was like being vulnerable and stepping outside of her comfort zone? Like, were you aware of that? Were you impressed with her? Like, actually yeah, doing of something? Yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean, I think it's, I think it's nice when someone knows that they're in the wrong, and then they're like, "Hey, I'm going to come and apologize." Like, great. Sometimes I don't accept it right away because I'm just like pissed. Mm-hmm. So. You know, but I try, you know, to just (laughs) accept it and be vulnerable and work on that. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how it. Yeah. Good (laughs) job. It was literally last night. We're like, we're going to talk about this in our little our little session. Yeah. Did you, how, Alexis, how were you able to kind of like open up and accept it? Was there resistance there at first? Um, I think you were guarded. I think you definitely, yeah, which makes sense. Cause if somebody makes me mad, I'm going to have a wall and be like, Hey, what's the deal? So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was obviously, I was open to it for sure. Cause it's like nice, you know, that, that someone, you know, 
is the icebreaker of the situation. Like, that's really cool. But I think, I think I get most frustrated because like it happens quite often. And I feel like when things happen often, it's at this point, it's like, okay, clearly there's like an issue. And how many times can you just like accept it? I think that's like a big thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and that to me is very annoying. So I try to be accepting and vulnerable because I know we all have our issues and I think we're working on it. I think like you said, like the daily check-ins and trying to be open is such a big, um, what's the word? Like, well, I think it's a game changer because yeah. I feel like it gives us that, that like 15 minutes or whatever it is to be safe, to be like, and just put it on the table instead of like, at least for me festering and I just get more annoyed and it compounds. So I feel like, I think that's for me, it's like a safe place yeah. for these few minutes to put mm-hmm. it out there and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So your advice was amazing. I feel like we took it, but we're going to take it. We're going to continue to take gonna it. We're going to continue. It's, it's not an overnight thing. It's going to be great. But, but yeah, I think communication <laughs> and compromise. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We love to hear this. Julie, they're sort of like, does it, does it remind you of like, uh, kind of like, so there's, Doctors John and Julie Gottman, they're sort of like these therapist rock stars. And a lot of times they talk about like rescue attempts mm-hmm. when you're in an argument and there's a conflict and one of you goes to the other and you're like, hey, I made a mistake or I want to apologize or you're, you like do something in a really like vulnerable way. You're trying to rescue the relationship dynamic mm-hmm. and it's the other person's job to like be open to that rescue attempt and meet them with vulnerability. And it's hard to do. Oftentimes you have to do a rescue attempt one, two, or like three times at least Mm -hmm. for it to like eventually be taken and accepted. And it sounds like you two eventually got there. Is that reminding you of that, Julie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what's so sweet about this example in particular is that both of you are committed to showing up, not just for yourselves, but for the other person you're doing mm-hmm. this with, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. Change can happen in, in all these different ways and all these different places. But when you have two people who are both willing to participate in the change, and not only are you seeing the change in yourself, but you can point it out in the other person and kind of cheerlead for them a little bit too, that creates this positive feedback loop. Cause it's like, Oh, look, you did this brave thing. If you did this brave thing, I guess I can be a little bit more brave too. And it mm-hmm. kind of builds on each other. And so I love, the idea of both of you continuing to show up and doing this, not just for yourselves, but for your friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I noticed we're kind of like being each other's cheerleaders too. Cause even last night when I came in and she's like, that's really cool that you came in and apologize. And then there's moments like that. I noticed vulnerability in her and I was like, Hey, like you're doing great. Like I'm here and this is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So Alexis, we were also talking to you about how maybe you need to challenge yourself to open up and be more vulnerable and do these sort of daily check-ins. Were there, were there times during the week where you like, were not into it and where you tried to <laughs> avoid it or like, I'm never into it. I'm not into it. Guys. Like, I, I was the one with my notebook and I was like, we need to do our check-ins. Oh, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I, I want to get better at it for sure. But, and I think it was, yeah, I mean, I, I think I really tried. I really tried to be vulnerable. I took what you said. You're like, oh, I like how vulnerable you were. Like, it's like a good look for you kind of situation. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. So <laughs> I took that as well. And for the first time I saw you really okay. Yep. open up. 
And I thought that was really cool. And I was right there with you. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you. But it shows a whole other side of someone when they open up. I don't know. It was was really cool to see. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Alexis, I think that you're like, you can be like, you're really funny and you're really quick and you're really sharp and you can like yeah. easily avoid vulnerability because you have all these like ways or tools of doing it. You so got you're gonna, it. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to really have to kind of like take a beat. And just like Julia is saying, like she gets to discover a whole new side of you that she gets to connect with and love and spend time with. I know. And <laughs> if you can do that. <laughs> In this relationship, that means that you might also be able to do that outside of this relationship. So, oh, for well, sure. I, and I definitely yeah. want to for a hundred million percent. I That's like a goal because I want to be able to do that and not just be so sharp and ready to rock, you know? <laughs> right. I hope to God you can edit some of this. We can, but I don't know. This is this. I think this is this is really good. I'm really happy with what you both did this week. And it sounds like. Do you think that like you'll be able to continue this as the weeks go by? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to because I saw the growth that happened even in one week. So I can only imagine if we keep doing it and keep holding Mm. each other accountable and we keep growing. I really think it could really benefit us. And like you said, it could bleed into other parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. So why not start? Right here, the closest relationship that we have right now. This is true. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think it, I think it was good. I think it like is a good coming together moment where it's like both of our not insecurities. What's the word? Like faults. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know like our struggles. Challenges. Or, yeah, challenges. yeah. Both of our challenges are like coming together and meeting as one kind of situation, <laughs> which is like nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's because like, we always avoid because it's it's uncomfortable. It just is, right? And we we don't want to do what's uncomfortable. So it's like making ourselves do that. Otherwise, mm. you're not going to grow. You're not going to change. So I don't know. Like I said, I saw the benefit from this week. So I think we just got to like keep on each yeah. other. Probably be me because she hates being vulnerable. So I'll probably be with my clipboard. We got to do this. Um, but <laughs> it's it'll be good. <laughs> well, good. Okay, problem solved. You're fine now. <laughs> Problem solved. Right? We have no problems in the world. We're cured. Everything's cured now. So we're exactly. healthy and it's going to be great. <laughs> next, no, we have, it, next relationships, you know? You have to come back and do more work on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a constant. We're always always growing, always evolving. But right? you guys were great at, like, helping us through. I feel like that's really important to find people who can actually, like, help you through mm-hmm. it and you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, like, top-notch. We put it in, like, such relatable, like, simple ways of, like, doing it that wasn't overwhelming but, like, doable. Like, okay, we mm. can do that. We can work on this in a way that's easy and works for us. Julie, we're amazing. <laughs> you guys are amazing. <laughs> you guys yeah. are so lucky. Uh-huh. And I was actually, like, so excited for this today. Like, I was looking forward to talking Aww. to you guys and, like, checking in and sharing what we did and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was pumped. You guys are great to talk to. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, we're going to check in with you, you know, as time goes by and see how you're doing. Obviously, you're always welcome to come back to the podcast whenever you have another issue or problem, whether it's between you two or, you know, some Love other that. relationship issue, family or romantic. Um, but yeah, you're great guests to have on and we're happy that we could help you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. Us. You guys are awesome. Of course. Okay. It's been really helpful. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, Julie, uh, I'm interested in what your first reaction was to talking to them for the second time. What'd you think? My first reaction is excitement. 
because they're, they're telling me all the things I love to hear, right? Like, right. I love to hear that someone is doing the work. I love to hear that someone's excited about doing the work. Like, I love their excitement. That's like my first flush of reaction. What about you? Uh, mine, too, is that, like, I feel like an amazing therapist. <laughs> Right, it's, it's the like best the feeling. best feeling. Yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. The, and I've had this. We've both had this many totally. times, right? Uh-huh. We're like we yep. we talk to a client, we give them some sort of feedback, whatever. They come back and they're feeling yep. a lot better. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, and it mm-hmm. feels so good. But it's like it's also a little intoxicating on our end, isn't it? <laughs> right. It is like, totally. And there's yep. and you you want to just sort of believe it and be, be like, like, okay, I guess, we're done. Yep, this cool. is great. We're done. You're yeah. fine. Everyone, yep. everything is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like not too uncommon where, right. especially at the very beginning of therapy, uh-huh. where a client comes in, they just totally unload, which feels very relieving, just like yep. telling somebody your problem. And then you have a therapist in this case, like these dual therapists that are very right. validating, the understanding. Best therapists the best too, therapist right? in Portland <laughs> slash the world, I think is what people are saying. Uh-huh. Uh, and so then there's like this, uh, uh, this just like, okay, I've unloaded. I feel validated by these therapists. I've gotten mm-hmm. some really advice maybe or suggestions that I didn't think about before. And right. also side note, therapy a lot of times isn't about advice. Right. And this Good but point. this is an advice show right. with two therapists. So this mm-hmm. is kind of different. So I just want to say that. That if you go to therapy, your therapy probably won't yep. look like this, especially right. the first session. Yeah. Um anyways, uh but when a client comes back and they tell you about all the good things, there's just like they feel great, you feel great, mm-hmm. and but there's like a false sense of security almost or right. like I'm fine right. now, right? Right. Yeah. There's that. There's also, and I mean, there's also sometimes a performative action mm. on the part of the client because mm-hmm. depending on who you are in the world, my people pleasers unite here, right? <laughs> like you want to please your therapist. I mean, there's all sorts of funny memes about making your therapist laugh and like being the best client. And like, so sometimes people come in and they, and they will say, what they think the therapist wants to hear as well. Like that's another piece of this that's really hard to tease out after one session or one interview, right? Like it takes time to feel comfortable with someone. It takes time to be vulnerable enough to be like, I thought your homework was stupid or I never did it at all. And I'm so embarrassed or, um, I found it boring or whatever it is, right? Like there's so many different layers Mm -hmm. that make it, make it where we need, showing up again and again and again to really see what's happening underneath all of the ways we show up in the world as humans. Right. And also the other part is that I already had rapport with Julian and Alexis before they even came on. Like they have a podcast. I've been on their podcast. They're fun. We have this banter. That's why I was able to like push them or like uh, make jokes, you know, while we were talking to them at at first. Uh, So like that, obviously you don't have in uh, with a therapist, unless maybe you've developed that over a long period of time where you can like joke with your client. But even then I, I, the things that I said to them aren't things that I would say to an actual client of mine. Right. 
Um, so, so, so that's the part of me. So like when a client comes in, they're like, ah, we did great. You're great. Like, we love to see it. Then I'm sort of like starting to get a little suspicious of like, <laughs> like you're saying, maybe yeah. they're doing a people pleasing thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't even know it. And, and, and yeah, the sort of like, I want to be your favorite client thing is like yeah. a flag that comes up. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And there's also this excitement if you actually do it and it works too, though, right? So there's this piece of, you know, a lot of my work is around intimacy. And um, I cannot tell you how many times clients will have sex the day before they come to see me so -hmm. they can like report back, you know, Mm -hmm. and it gets to be a thing that becomes almost like a fight between couples. And I was like, we're only having sex because we're going to see Julie, right? Like there's this like wanting to be the good person and then the excitement. So it's like, it's not fake, but it's also this like accountability piece, pressure piece, just like both Julia and Alexis said they had a big thing the night before our recording, right? right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. And there was something that I did when we first talked, which I sort of mentioned um, in the middle part of this podcast, where I did like this very, and you probably saw it, this, this very deliberate therapist move mm-hmm. where I said, Alexis, I'm feeling so connected to you yes. right now. This is the side of you that yeah. I like the most. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a move, but it's, but I did genuinely feel it. Right. Like I know Alexis a bit and she was being really courageous and being vulnerable on the show. And so I positively reinforced that and that stuck because I'm fucking amazing. And like she brought it shit. up again And then today. she brought it up again, which <laughs> yes. is like, I, maybe I am the best therapist <laughs> in Portland slash the world. Uh, but that is – so that's like a therapist thing to do to try uh-huh. to like encourage you to be vulnerable because we like the more vulnerable, ooey-gooey right. part of you because that's usually like the authentic part of you. Mm-hmm. And that is like really the most attractive part of you. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see that it stuck. Yeah. And, and maybe like – yeah, like we'll see how it goes over the next weeks, months, years with them, whatever. But it's yep. kind of like what I'm doing is I'm planting a little seed. Where I'm just like, oh, you're being authentic. Love that. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully that starts to sprout. Hopefully Julia. Julia also kind of said that, uh, you know, that like yeah. she really enjoyed or she did actually say like she really enjoyed this part of Alexis. Right. So that was right. another seed planted. So that's what we're trying to do a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we get that po- like positive reinforcement, you know, or that praise or that um, those sweet, uh, those affirmations when we show up in these ways that we're like trying to learn how to do differently. Right. Exactly. And Alexis, if you're like listening to this, <laughs> uh, know that it was genuine and that if you yeah. are vulnerable with somebody and they're mean to you, then I'll fucking murder them. <laughs> I, he, I will lose my license. And I will destroy them. Or I'll like try to cancel them. I'll they'll be punished. <laughs> they'll be punished. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, they were like Julia and Alexis are yeah. so great. Joyful. So cute. Yeah. Joyful. Yeah. And and we loved it. We love that they came on and they're really uh, brave mm-hmm. and courageous. Is there any like closing statements that you want to make, Julie? Just that I really hope they'll keep doing it, you know, and that the thing about change is that we do have that first little hit and it's so exciting. And then sometimes we feel like we're done, you know, or like mm-hmm. now I know how to do it. And we forget that change requires practice. All sorts of things in our lives require practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so part of the work is continuing to 
show up and do the boring part so that every once in a while you get to sit across from therapy Jeff and he gets to be like, you look so vulnerable and beautiful right now, (laughs) right? But the work is like the showing up day after day after day after day to do it. And then hopefully the more you do that, then you can start doing it with other people in your life as well. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us on this episode. And Julie, you are so good. And I can't wait to have you back on. You're the best. All right. Bye. Thank you.